check, check, check. One, two, one, two. We're back. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome. Thank you again for spending a few moments with me today. Whenever it is that you're listening to this today, whether it's your morning, lunch, afternoon, evening. I hope uh, I hope your body is starting to settle in. I hope it's at this point really dropped in and slowed down a bit. I know for me, uh, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard for the body to drop in and settle into the holidays. Um, I notice that it wants to look for something to do. I notice that my mind is is on the search to be stimulated, and my intention especially during this time of the year, is to just be present, to have the luxury and the privilege of being bored. There's so much craziness happening in the world, and I want to just drop in and and be in gratitude and presence about my life and the richness that it is. And yet, yeah, the mind is constantly searching for stimulation so you know I hope at this point during your holiday season um, you're able to find some stillness within (laughs) ah you know this year has been quite a ride it's been quite a ride oh my goodness so much has happened personally, professionally, so many wonderful things, so many challenges that have invited me to grow, so much to grieve, and, um, you know, a lot moved through, and a lot is still moving through, so if you are in that season of life, you know, where, where, yeah, I think things are constantly happening. I hope that, uh, you get a little bit of commiseration as, um, as I kind of drop into the episode today. Anyway, for today, uh, what I'd like to bring to you for the next few minutes is the instincts of the Enneagram, the instincts. So from this lens, um, if you haven't already known, um, the instincts provide sort of um, these energies, right? These are sort of our instinctual energies as humans. And they believe, they are believed to influence our behavior. And so when you combine an instinct with your type, what comes out is, is what's called the subtype, right? So quick reminder, the Enneagram, it's a model of human behavior. It's a modern 
sort of dynamic system of the human psyche that at this point is understood and taught as a typology of nine different interconnected personality types. And if you look deep enough, deep enough, it has roots in several wisdom traditions, and it was brought over into the Western world by Oscar Ichazo and Claudio Naranjo. Right, and they also brought this concept called the instincts. Right, and there are three. There's the self-preservation instinct, the sexual instinct, or the one-to-one instinct. And then the third is the social instinct. And it was Oscar Chazo who initially described these instincts as part of his Enneagram teachings. But then really, from my vantage point, from my perspective, it was really Naranjo, who was this Chilean psychiatrist. He was the one that sort of really further developed these ideas and made them more accessible to the Western audience played a crucial role in really connecting the instincts to the type and making it um, sort of have this subtype component to the Enneagram. So for example, you know, if you lead with myself, I lead with a type seven and my most dominant instinct is social, right? So that is one of the subtypes in the Enneagram. There can be 27 other subtypes, right? So there's the sexual instinct with the type 7 and then there's the self-preservation instinct with the type 7 and then that applies for all the types which would make 27 subtypes it's important to note that all all of us have access to every instinct to this uh, to the self-preservation the sexual and the social instinct all of us have this we just have one that's most dominant and then we have sort of our most repressed instinct and then we have one that lies right in the middle and this is really important, right? The, the instincts are important for several reasons. One, it gives you another deeper insight into your personality, right? While the, while the nine types, they offer a broad understanding of your personality and your core motiv- motivations, the instincts add another layer of depth, right? And it shows how different people with the same core Enneagram type can behave in distinct ways due to their dominant and repressed instinct. Um, Another reason is the instincts can provide insights into your underlying motivations and behaviors. So, you know, I, I might have the same core type as somebody else, but because we have different instincts, we lead, uh, it leads to different priorities and ways of interacting with the world. And recognizing one's dominant instinct and repressed instinct can be a tool for self-awareness and growth. It can help all of us understand our automatic reactions and blind spots. And it can improve relationships, right? So, for example, if you have a partner who has a, uh, more of a one-to-one sexual instinct and you have a social instinct, you know you're going to relate differently to groups. You know you're going to have different priorities as far as how you create relationships outside of your relationship. Um, So it really starts to provide more context around relationships. So let me explain what they are to really wrap it up. The first is the self-preservation instinct. 
right? This instinct is really more, more about focusing on your own personal safety, your comfort, your health, your well-being, right? People who have dominant self-preservation instincts are really most initially concerned with maintaining their sense of own comfort, stability, and safety, right? It's self-preservation. So these, these folks with these instincts, they have, they model for us what it's like to, you know, to, to really be in self-care, to know what you need to fill your cup before you can um, pour into other people's lives, right? So the folks with self-preservation instincts, um, yeah, again, have this capacity to understand energetically what they need to show up for the world in a in a full way. The sexual or the one-to-one instinct, this isn't about, you know, of course sexuality is part of it, but this instinct is really at its core more about creating and maintaining one-to-one personal connections and chemistry. Yes, it is sexual attraction, but it's not limited to that. Right, it includes a broader range of intense and emotional, um, interpersonal connections. Right, so people who have this instinct really have um, this subconscious um, response to to another to really get to know them, to really empathize with them. Right. And, and these are the people, like, if you go to a party, these are the people who will spend all evening hanging out and just being in conversation with one person, right? So if you're that kind of person, you go to a party, that's your vibe. You might have that sort of underlying one-to-one instinct, right? And then finally, the social instinct. This instinct is concerned with navigating and sustaining one's own place in social groups so people who have a dominant social instinct are often aware of their status in groups and they're very adept at engaging with community and group dynamics so their attention right their focus of attention subconsciously instinctively is going towards sort of the energy of the whole the energy of the collective who belongs who feels like they don't belong who feels like they have a say who feels like they don't have a say you know who who feels comfortable and safe here there's sort of this field that exists par- far beyond their own body right people with the social instinct have this sort of expansive field where they take on sometimes take on the feelings of the collective take on the emotions and the and the intuitions and the thinking of the collective and their work sometimes is to separate to discern that out which is theirs and which isn't theirs to keep right so that's it those are the the three instincts um it's really important to note again that all of us have these instincts within there's there's the, the one that's dominant to us, and there's one that's more repressed, and there's one that right sits right in the middle. And no one instinct is is you know 
better or worse than another instinct. It's just sort of the reality of what you're working with. And it lives in, in sort of in this unconscious, subconscious realm within us, right? It's, it's sort of habitual that we don't really realize. We're not really all that aware that this is how we're relating to the world quite naturally. And so bringing this more into the conscious will help us understand our personality and help us uh, give ourselves more self-compassion and give our you know, people that we're in relationship with more self more compassion and i think the last say the last thing i'll say about instincts is um it's important to remember that it doesn't live instincts does not live in the mind you know i, I mentioned a few podcasts back that the body is processing 11 11 million bits of information per second 11 million bits while the mind is processing only 50 bits of information per second right so so you can think of it in that way right your body instinctively is processing all of this information right and you're relating to the world quite quickly moment by moment second by second and the instinct has you showing up to the world in a specific way, relating to the world in a specific way. And you can, if you combine this instinct to your core type, you'll start to understand why you do the things you do, right? Why you relate the way you relate. For me, what it's done for me is I've, I've been able to really tend to all of my instincts. You know, I've noticed I, I lead with the social instinct and um my most repressed instinct is self-preservation and so i've started to realize and work with my more repressed self-preservation instinct i've started to value alone time you know in my in, in my adult years later adult years i've started to really value stillness and solitude and um I've started to learn how I start to move through the world when I um, when I really tend to my more repressed instincts, and I become a better entrepreneur. I become a better, you know, partner once I'm just bringing all of this more into my awareness. All right, friends, um, that's it. I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday break um speaking of breaks you know might be a couple weeks until i come back with more episodes and i've got a few fun ones um coming your way soon uh, more about the enneagram maybe even some interviews uh and in the meantime again if um if you feel led if there's a nudge in you to really explore explore this for yourself through a coach you can reach out to me you can reply to this email that you're getting um and just send me a note around what you are thinking about what questions you might have and we could just begin a conversation yeah we can begin a conversation around what that support might look like for you 
All right, my friends, thank you so much again. Enjoy the holiday season. May you experience some deep, deep rest. And um, may it be joyous. May it be warm. You know, if you're grieving, may you hold that with some lightness. May you hold it tenderly with some compassion. And I'll see you on the other side. Take care. With so much love, Jomar.